This is Unscripted, a podcast by St. Aldate's Church. Listen along as Simon Ponsonby encourages us to dig into Scripture in the midst of our everyday lives. So take a moment to recenter your attention and welcome the presence of God as we listen to these ancient words. Well, hello, saints. Welcome back to Unscripted. We're in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're continuing our reflection on Paul's discussion, uh, Paul's exhortation here on the significance, the importance of unity. In verse 3 of chapter 4, Paul says, Make every effort to keep the unity of spirit through the bond of peace. I just want to underline that, make every effort again. You've got to make every effort because there is an inclination in the human nature, in the human flesh, in our fallen man, as it were, that actually wants to be partisan, that wants to separate and isolate and gather around a few who are like-minded. And working for unity is not something that comes naturally to most of us. And so Paul has to say, make every effort, because there's all sorts of winds, there's all sorts of pressures, all sorts of exigencies that would seek to undermine that unity. It's got to be tenacity. There's got to be hard work. We've got to bend ourselves towards it. In making every effort to keep unity, we've got to be quick to forgive. We've got to be slow to... um, hold resentments. We've got to resist that and and got to keep the slate clean and put things right and not hold things against others. We've got to bless others. We're not to judge them. Unity is a priority for Christians because it reflects the very nature, character, being of God. He is three persons in one. And in his creation creates Adam and Eve, the two who become one, that reflect analogously the three who are one in the God. God wants us to be one as he is one. Jesus prayed for it. The sad thing is that our churches are so often rent by division, invariably over doctrine or personality or spirituality or theology, but rent, torn apart. And I think that that must be heartbreaking to God. Like when siblings are are at war with each other, heartbreaking to the parents. I think the Lord must look at the church that he loves and weep because those that he died to save, those that he has brought together in himself have turned their backs on each other so often and speak ill of each other so often. And what is the basis for that unity? Well, Paul mentions it here in verse 4. He says, There is one body, one spirit. You were called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of us all. The basis of unity is the one and the sames that we share. There are seven one and the sames or eight if you, if you divide uh, one God and Father, but I think that they go together. 
seven one and the sames that we share. One body. There aren't lots of churches. There's just one church, one mystical union, one mystical body of Christ on earth. And there are differences and distinctions in a body. Some are hands, some are eyes, some are knees, some are big toes, and so on. But we're one body, different parts of it, but we're all integrated into the one, which is Christ's body on earth. One body, and into that body, we were baptized when we believed into the one body, not just into our denomination, not just into our tradition, not just into our congregation, but into the body, the body of Christ on earth. And there is one spirit, not lots of spirits, although there are different spirits, there are demonic spirits, there are uh, animal spirits, the human spirit, but the one spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Christ, the spirit who is the Lord, and it's that spirit that we have all shared, participated in, received, and is the one who has united us into the body of Christ. One spirit, one and the same, and then one and the same hope. We are a people of hope. We're not a people of despair. However dark things may look here, however dark things may get here, we're a people of hope. This is not all that there is. We are a people predicated on the future, proleptically, in anticipation of the future we live now. The hope that Jesus, who has ascended into heaven, will return and collect his bride and take her to be with him forever, and he will put all things right. There is one Lord, three persons in the Godhead, all sharing this predicate, but there are not three lords, there is one Lord, the Lord who is God. We don't believe in many gods, we believe in one. And that one and the same Lord is Lord of us all. Our unity is based on the fact we're baptized into one body. We share the same spirit. We share the same hope. We worship the same Lord. And one faith, faith, belief, trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And one baptism, the means for union with one another and with God, a symbol and a sacrament that we have turned away from our past life and we've turned to God and we've been joined with him and we've been washed clean of our sin and we've been regenerated, made new by a spirit. And then one God and Father, just one. God who is Father. This is what we believe. This is who we believe in. This is the basis for our unity. There are so many things that are not in that list, but in that list of seven, this is the core. This is the foundation. This is the basis. And on this, we must agree. And this is the only thing, perhaps, we need to agree on. We'll come to the alternatives a bit later on. But this is the basis of our unity. And if others share that, then we're one with them. We're in the same family, same body, have the same spirit, share the same hope, worship the same Lord, have the same faith, have the same baptism, have the same God and Father. That is the basis of unity. 
and where that is, we've got to work hard to not allow the lesser things on which we disagree to divide.